going on, everybody? You are listening to Richo's Rant, brought to you by the Sideline Network. I'm Rich O, and I want to get right into the AAC Championships for women's college basketball. So, the first round, I got one team that came out. But like I said, the first round didn't really matter to me, because I knew what the last four were going to be. UFC, uh, I'm sorry, USF, UConn, UCF, Cincinnati. And I was right. Got all those picks for the matchup of USF versus UConn and UCF versus Cincinnati. UConn embarrassed USF. Cincinnati struggled through UCF. Still got my top two seeds of of, uh, teams of UConn versus Cincinnati. And UConn won the whole thing. So... Like I said, I got my finals matchup. Uh, Saturday's game, I didn't watch Friday. Saturday, I watched at home, you know, watching the UConn women's play. Uh, Seeing Crystal Dangerfield put up 22 points. She was 8 for 15 and 6 for 9 on 3 points that day. Sunday, I was fortunate enough to attend the game and watch Megan Walker stick 21 points, 8 for 19, 3 for 7 on the 3-pointers. During that game on Sunday, Kyla Irwin, who's a senior, um, 33 seconds into entering the game late in the third quarter, got tangled up going up for a loose ball, causing her to slam down and fracture her elbow. She's going to miss the remainder of the 2020 season, needing surgery. It's a shame to see, you know, especially reading up on her where she didn't have a whole lot of playing time. And now she's getting ready to make a push along with UConn to get back into the Final Four and hopefully go for a championship. The her, you know, again her being a senior, she's seen the Final Four every year since she's been at UConn, which is great, but hasn't won the big game. So this could have been their shot, and even if it is, she's not going to be on the court participating. In that, and I, I can only imagine how much that's got to hurt. So Monday, the finals, I got to again go to the game and watch UConn and Cincinnati. And this game turned into another blowout. Megan Walker and Kristen Williams putting up a combination of 48 points, accounting for more than half of the total UConn points. And then UConn goes to conclude a perfect season in the AAC as as well as claiming a 7th championship in a row from the AAC. So, again, a great way for the women, for a great way for women's UConn to end their AAC chapter you know, the schools, they're getting ready to prepare to uh, enter into the Big East Conference for next season. So, that's going to be a big deal. You know, Gino and the rest of the squad has everything pinned down and ready for this current NCAA championship. But as soon as the season's over, it's flipping the switch and getting ready for the Big East again. You know, UConn Women's already has... 18 Big East Tournament Championship wins, so I can imagine they are ready to add more onto that list. 
Now let's switch gears and go back to football. So with this next topic, I wanted to get right into some football. NFL, good old-fashioned fun. You know, my first love. So two points, two people specifically I want to talk about right here. One is Tom Brady. Now, I've been staying out of the, you know, watching ESPN or Fox, Get Up, any of that stuff. The only thing, I haven't even really seen too much on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. A lot of my stuff I get is from uh, LaValley on his LaValley Sports Talk podcast, which he said that he's not going to talk about Tom Brady anymore. So I think that's why I kind of peeked into the media again and was like, all right, well, now I got to get my news from somebody, right? So I really don't understand what Tom Brady is trying to do. Or more so, I guess I don't understand what the media, I feel like the media just doesn't know what they're doing right now. Because Tom Brady's keeping such a closed lip on things that he's not going to, you know, really talk too much about it. I think that, I think he's weighing out some, some real situational teams to go to. I think, I still think it comes to Bay Areas. So Miami, San Francisco, to me, that's a home run. Great weather, you know, that would be good for kids, family, whatever, the wife. I don't I don't buy into he's gonna go or do whatever his wife says or play until he's go until his wife says, Hey, that's enough. I think he's too full of himself to do that. And again, he's gotta hit that forty five. I feel like people forget that sometimes where they talk about oh, how long does Tom Brady really have? I honestly think that if Tom Brady has the worst season of his career this year, he's still going to come back. He has to play till 45 because that's the whole point of his TB12. You can play till you're 45 if you follow my plan. People forget that. I don't know why. There's your reminder. Tennessee Titans to me does not make any damn sense at all. Zero. Absolutely zero sense to me. So... Enough with that nonsense, okay? 49ers, that does make sense to me. I'm sorry to say. If the 49ers were just in the Super Bowl last year, and you're going to tell me that Jimmy G can get you back to the Super Bowl next year over Tom Brady, good luck. Good luck trying to convince me that. I like Jimmy G. Coach, I'm 50-50 with. You know, maybe more like you know, 70-30 with, on the side of liking him, Shanahan. But, Tom Brady over Jimmy G, I just don't see it. Now, as someone who is an Eagles fan, and lives in the New England area, believe you me, I would love nothing better than for Tom Brady to go to San Francisco Jimmy G to go to New England, and Jimmy G lights it up for another 10 years. Yes, I said it, 10 years. I would love that, and I would love to see Tom Brady 
be horrible. Like, I mean, put up Donovan McNabb on the Vikings numbers. That's what I would want to see. I'd want, or Redskins. No, I think he was with the Vikings before he, he, uh, I think he was with the Vikings before he, uh, retired. Those kind of numbers. Like, ooh, buddy, you need to, you need to, you know, saddle up. Get on out of here. Phillip Rivers kind of numbers, you know what I mean? I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. He's a great guy. He'll do great next year. Um, but no, for all honesty, I would, I would love to see Jimmy G go back to the coach who wanted him in the first place and then Bill Belichick turn this dude into a real stud. I think that would be, it'd be obviously a better scenario of, you know, for Bill Belichick and Jimmy G. And honestly, even if it doesn't go that way, you only have to deal with Tom Brady for like two, three more years. If Tom Brady goes to the Bay Area and he wins a handful of trophies over there for them again he's out at 45 and the Patriots can have another like five-year run with Jimmy G with Tom Brady out of the way not a bad situation not bad at all the other quarterback I want to talk about briefly is Dak Prescott I have no idea what's going on with this dude's head now Mind you, I am going off of reports that I'm reading, seeing, comments, things of those natures. I do not know him personally. I don't know his agent. I don't know any of that stuff. But you turned down, Dak Prescott that is, turned down a contract worth $100,000 guaranteed. Over a hundred thousand, I'm not not a hundred thousand. I'm sorry, over a hundred million dollars guaranteed, averaging thirty three million dollars a year, and he turned it down. I'm confused with these reports, so I need someone else, whether it's the sideline network or for you listeners out there now, hit me up on Twitter at rich underscore oh seven, and explain this to me because. The big argument from what again from what I've understood was that he wants to get paid Carson Wentz money. He wants to get paid more than Carson Wentz. Well he got offered that though. So then now I'm confused on if you got offered that, why didn't you take it? Now, mind you, the it was hundred and five million guaranteed he was offered. I think Carson Wentz has Around a hundred and eight million guarantee. So I don't know if, if, if that's it. Is it because it was a four-year deal, and he wanted a longer deal? He wanted six or eight, or maybe it was six and eight, and he wanted four. I, I don't know. I think that's what I heard too. I, I heard he wanted a shorter contract, like he wanted like a four-year deal, and they offered him. A longer term deal. I just don't understand. I don't understand. This whole. You know. You, you want the set money. We'll give you the set money. But you don't want to be locked in with the Dallas Cowboys. That that makes me scratch my head about that organization then. 
what's going on in there? Again, if this is true, and I'm speculating on because of the information I'm gathering and how I'm digesting it, is that he doesn't want to be there for a long time. I could be wrong, and it's okay for me to be wrong. I'm very good at it. I'm just saying, if he doesn't want to be, if he doesn't want to be there long term, really makes you want to scratch that head and go, why? I mean, we all have our opinions on why he wouldn't want to be there, why he might want to go somewhere else, jump to the other side of the fence. We all get it, but I want to hear it. I want to see it, and I need to understand it. Let's get into some lacrosse to wrap things up. Alright, to wrap things up, we are going to talk about my new favorite sport, lacrosse, and the New England Black Wolves. So right now, the New England Black Wolves are leading the East Division with 8 wins, 3 losses. Uh, Halifax, don't know if I said that wrong. Sorry, Canada. They're rocking out eight wins, four losses for the North Division. And wow, for this one, uh, Saskatchewan. Yep. Another Canadian one, if you couldn't guess. Seven wins and three losses. If I offend any Canadians out there, I am very sorry. Um, uh, these are just some... Yeah, that's a big word. And Richo is not a big word kind of guy. If you want some big words, you got to listen to the Valley Sports Talk podcast. It airs every Friday on the Anchor Podcast, Apple, iTunes, wherever you get your podcast. You can find him on Twitter at LaValleyCH. That's at sign L-A-V-A-L-L-E-E-C-H. Going, black, uh, going back to my Black Wolves now. So they got their next game coming up. They got uh, two games, actually. So they got the one on the 14th on Saturday, and then one the next day, the 15th. One is away in Buffalo. The other one, back home at Mohegan Sun. Against one of the rivalry teams in the West Division. So, going to be a good one. That's the home game, anyway. Um, Buffalo's going to be a North game, which is the week uh, the Saturday game. And I got to tell you, I, I mean, I told you before, you really need to get out to these games. What's important about these games, especially now, is they're winding down. You know, we're coming down to the end of the season. There's only like seven games left. So, at this point, it's still anybody's season. Again, it's kind of tough because oh, New England, they have uh, for their East Division, again, like I said, they're 8-3. and three. Georgia's right behind them, being at seven and five. Philadelphia is eight and six, so they have more losses, which is give why New England's rocking the top. So really, any one of these three teams can take the East. And let me break down because this is the first time that they've in- implemented the new uh, North Division. This is the first year, rather. So. I'm going to read a statement from the National Lacrosse League explaining 
how the playoffs are going to go. So eight teams will once again qualify for the playoffs. The three division winners will now automatically receive the top three seeds in the playoffs based on the record and tiebreakers. The three second place teams in each of the three divisions will receive the fourth through sixth seeds in the order of their records and tiebreakers. The seventh and eighth wild card seeds will be awarded to the next two best records from any division. The first two rounds of the playoffs will remain single elimination. Teams will not be reseeded after the opening round. The championship will remain as best of three series. The highest remaining seed will host game one and, if necessary, game three. So, again, pretty interesting how they're doing it. Um, you know, the, the National Lacrosse League has been really uh, expanding a lot lately. The past three years, actually, they've seen a lot of growth, which, again, really cool. And I'm I'm begging you people to get out there, go check out these games, get on Bleacher Report, and watch it. You know, be a part of this. This is cool stuff happening over here. Uh, very curious, you know, again, because they have four teams in the east four teams in the north five teams in the west so i can imagine very soon probably again within the next three years we're going to see another three teams added into this to kind of even things out a little bit and possibly even develop a south division so it's nice seeing lacrosse kind of spread out it's nice seeing it really just like jump up in the majors so that's really cool to see so be a part of that check it out i'm telling you you won't be sorry you're in the area of New England, Connecticut. Get down to Mohegan Sun. The games are like $15 a pop. Nothing. And it's a great time. As far as the championships go, I, I like what they do. I like how it's a single elimination. I think that that's really neat. Um, you know, because it doesn't kind of like drag it out. Um, honestly, I think that's something that baseball should kind of take into consideration. I know that. I'm, I'm touching into foreign territories over here, me, me not being a baseball person. But I do know the ratings are going down. I do know that people have less of an attention span. So I also feel that by doing that, by uh, you know making less games, instead of you know the World Series and playoffs, the final ends of the playoffs being you know five games or seven game series, maybe they should think about shortening it up. Making only single elimination for the wild card, single elimination for round one, you know, th- at best of three. Because I wonder how that would do, honestly. I guarantee you ticket sales will go up. So true baseball fans will still pay those prices regardless anyway. You won't have to worry about this, you know, just dragging out all through October I mean, even if it does go through October, like you start to get the series. I mean, this is this year they're doing baseball a little early. You know, they're trying they're trying to make things. I don't know, more fun, more entertaining, more enticing for people to keep watching baseball. And I guess we'll see after this season. But just take a page out of my book and try it my way, because I bet you it would work. All right, everybody, that's going to do it for Richo's Rant. I want to thank you all for taking the time to check me out and downloading my podcast. Make sure you check out everything else we have on the Sideline Network, such as the Valley Sports Talk podcast, Drinks with Dan's, the Richo and Lala podcast, and then, of course, 
my past episodes of Rachel's Rant. We have new stuff coming out very soon, so be excited and on the lookout for that. Again, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, whatever it's called, here on the Anchor app. Follow us all on Twitter. Follow me at Rich underscore 007, and I'll throw up the links of everybody else that you can follow. Until next week, peace out.